This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of WrestleNomics Radio. I'm Brandon Thurston, broadcasting on demand from Buffalo, New York, where today is Sunday, September 12th, 2021. And today on the program, we have pay-per-view buys for all wrestling's all-out pay-per-view the most bought pay-per-view since WCW in 1999, as far as wrestling pay-per-views go. WWE SmackDown went to Madison Square Garden and drew the highest live gate in SmackDown history. But then in Long Island, WWE and AEW go head-to-head at the new UBS Arena. The capacity for Arthur Ashe Stadium is expanding. Wrestle Kingdom will be three days. Paul Levesque had a cardiac event And WWE is probably not about to be sold. All that and more today on the program. But first. All right. It is uh, good to be here. Not yet. It's not yet. All right. It's good to be here. I am Chris Gello. Joined alongside Brandon Thurston. Chris Gello already botching his cue. Yes. He's the mathematics whiz here at WrestleNomics. I'm the guy that... Can't even follow the cues. So, but uh, no, uh, we got a uh, fun show for us. But as you said in the pre-show uh, ramble there, uh, that uh, it is opening day for football. I am already decked out of my Buffalo Bills gear. Uh, going to joint. what's what's the name of the stadium now? Who they sold their corporate soul to? Highmark Stadium. What is Highmark? It's a uh, subsidiary of uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Okay, so it's healthcare. Yes. <laughs> well, what, what's the difference between Highmark and Blue Cross? I, I, I am at. I will full disclosure. I am covered by Blue Cross Blue Shield. So what, what is Blue, Highmark? Blue Cross, I think, has like mo- like multiple like types of insurance companies that are owned by them and all that. I'm. Not, I think they might be regional. I'm not really sure. I'm not a health insurance guy at all, as far as like knowing it. I just pay for it and. Don't even really know. I can't even explain yet what I, what covers my health insurance. So if if, if they're paying, they're paying uh, the Pagulas probably. Yeah, that's millions of dollars to to have their name on uh, the stadium. What yeah, they, and you, we don't even know what the product is. Is it really worth it? No, <laughs> I mean, people are going to look it up. They're like, "What's high mark?" They're going to Google it. Yes. Who are the Bills playing today? The Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh wow. I was in Erie, Pennsylvania. I saw some Pittsburgh Steelers regalia in the neighborhood last night. Yes, here, here we are just moments before Chris Gull has to go to the stadium to to get drunk and throw himself through flaming tables, etc. I'm very timid. I'm going to enjoy some Josh Allen seltzers, and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, I'm going to take it easy. I don't jump through tables. Josh Allen seltzers. Is that an alcoholic beverage? Uh, yeah, so Labatt Blue Light has a seltzer. It's called QB1, but Josh Allen's on all the advertising, and it's like a silhouette of him. It's a Buffalo Bills-themed alcoholic seltzer, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I've I've seen in Wegmans there is Josh Allen cereal. Uh-huh. I had that this morning. Covering Josh's wall. Josh's Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I was in Erie, Pennsylvania for PWR last night, which maybe why my voice sounds different if you're noticing that. I, I, I'm noticing that. I feel it. Uh, probably because I was yelling and whatnot. I have icy hot on my neck. This is my sec- only my second match since uh, the pandemic. Uh, my next match, I, I may or may not be booked for the next show. I, I heard that they have another show in another town. And it was referred to as if I was booked, but no one has confirmed or even told me about this date. But anyway, uh, I wrestled Zach Thomas from Cleveland. It was a good match. Um, Tommy Dreamer was there. Cody Diener was there. Matt Cross was there. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a good. Uh, it seemed like pent up demand. There was a good. Um, there was a good house for at the Saga Club, you know, which is usually. I don't know. It's like two two hundred people that fit in there, or something like that. But it was it was a good crowd. Um, my neck is is sore, and my body's not used. This is also my first match since I had LASIK surgery, so I can still see though everything went well. Well, that's good. Yeah, I uh, I actually rang announced uh, yesterday. Uh, oh, uh, where afternoon evening uh, in Rochester? Oh, for oh, that's for, for, for upstate. Yeah, for for UPW, it was a good show. Steel cage matches out outdoors. We were fighting against the daylight. We got the show done in two hours. Wow. Uh, that's my specialty as a ring announcer. We need time management. I'm good with that. Why was this an outdoor show? Was it like at a certain location? It was supposed to be at a certain venue, and I had to move venue. So uh, because of size, you know, Pineapple Jacks came in last minute, but Pineapple Jacks is small inside. Uh, as far as what you do for a crowd, so they they knew they were going to have more demand for tickets, so they did it outside. It was it was pretty solid. So this was outdoors plus. at Pineapple Jacks. Yes, Pineapple Jacks, the uh, the long running uh, the original Pier Six wrestling. We're talking about things that nobody listening to has any yeah. this point for. But anyway, okay, interesting. Didn't know that. I, I knew there were a lot of shows yesterday in the local area, but yeah, interesting. Indie wrestling oh, yeah. is um is 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 happening. Uh, were there yeah. masks? And well, I guess it was outdoors, so maybe not as good of a question. Yeah, I mean, some people some people wearing masks, but and uh, I will say this at um at PWR in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, the fans were required to wear masks. Um, and there was one point, so uh, there is a doctor who is a part of the management team at PWR, and at one point after after a couple of matches, he got on the microphone and said, "I'm seeing too many noses and mouths." Uh, that's got to stop, or we're going to have to stop the matches. <laughs> he threatened to stop the show if people did not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. So anyway, uh, I had you start the show this this week, so you're you to, to, yeah. to establish the tone that you are in control, Chris Call. Yeah, we're going right to get into it. We're going to go over pay per view buys, uh, and this was uh, uh, SE Scoops a. Uh, Tweeted this out. Tony Khan says AW All Out did over 200,000 buys. Actual number is not known yet, and that was via the Busted Open radio show. And uh, our own Brandon Thurston, yourself, uh, uh, replied that I've been told separately as well. All Out is measuring at over 200,000 pay-per-view buys. The last non-WWE pay-per-view buy to do 200,000 or more was probably WCW Mayhem in November 1999. Uh, Many WWE pay-per-views before the launch of the network in February 2014 sold less than 200 
thousand. And uh, we actually have a uh, a graph here of the estimated WWE pay per view buys from January two twenty twelve to February two thousand fourteen. And yeah, you see like Battleground two thousand thirteen hundred thirteen thousand, TLC two thousand twelve hundred sixty nine, and so on. Just uh, looks like how many one two three four five. Six. So it looks like about like twelve or thirteen over two hundred thousand. Over or under? Uh, over, over in that period. Um, so, yeah, I'd been told the night after or the night of that it was looking good, and the, but they get the digital information first. So, like the the Bleacher Report and Fight uh, pay per view buys come in first, and just the nature of old cable pay per view and. Is that it, it takes it takes months for all this information for, from the cable networks to, to roll in, um, and then, then then there's international distributors as well that probably make things additionally complicated. But uh, I think they were they were encouraged by the activity they saw on digital, uh, but were hesitant to be sure that that same sort of increase was going going to be there uh, for traditional cable pay per view. But it looks like it is enough to the extent that they are now comfortable saying over 200,000, as Tony Khan did on Busted Open, his favorite wrestling podcast. As you mentioned, that that is, to put that in some frame of reference, yes, that is uh, WCW uh, last did a pay-per-view of 200,000 in November 1999. And many of the last pay-per-views before the network, back when WWE was only on, you know, pay-per-views were only on pay-per-view and there was no network. This is this is higher than many of those pay per views in the last couple of years. Um, so this is a real buy rate. Buy rate. Oh, I've, I've, I've yelled at people on Twitter for saying buy rate. You can't say buy rate. It's wrong. You know the differences between a buy rate and, and the buys, Chris Gall. Buys is an actual number, right? And a buy rate Correct. would be a percentage. That's right. The percentage of the universe that the pay per view was sold to, and nobody talks about that anymore because the the universe is like everybody, I guess. Because there's there's enough pay per view availability. Back in the day, yeah, you might have had cable, but you didn't necessarily have access to pay per view. So yeah. Anyway, I think that's all that, that we really need. To say. Well, let's pull out the calculator here and see. This will be a really rough estimate because there's different price points around the world, right? And let's, you know, the the, the U.S. to domestic split is probably 70-30. Um, but let's say, and remember there's going to be a share here with the distributors, but let's say $50 was the pay-per-view charge here, right? Does that sound right? Still 50 right? Uh, Yeah, I believe forty nine ninety nine. And this will be too high, but if we multiply 50 by 200000 that's $10 million. $10 million. It's probably lower. It's probably a lower price point in, in, in other countries, in at least some other countries. Um, but $10 million, um, And if we multiply that by, say, a 45% split, uh, 4.5. So I would say lower than this $4.5 million in pay-per-view revenue, maybe at least three, I would say, $3 million. Um, to put that in perspective versus what they get for an AEW Dynamite, you know, let's say, 45 and three quarters million dollars per year. Divide that by 52. Oops, I multiplied it. Uh, 43.75 divided by 52 per episode of Dynamite or like say, say per week of TV, entire week of TV. And they're taping Dynamite and Rampage together most often now. But it, under a million dollars for an episode of Rampage and Dynamite um, per week of TV, let's say. So yeah, $4 million, it's still, we're still in, a, at least for AEW until they get their TV fees quadrupled or something 
um, pay-per-view, one night of pay-per-view is worth a lot more media revenue than uh, one week of TV for them. Um, so real quick, uh, Brandon, I want to ask you your opinion on this. Uh, you know, obviously the talent with CM Punk and the rumors of Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan sparked interest in pay-per-view buys. But do you think the double distribution with fight being on as well helped? Because fight is now cemented themselves as a well-known pay-per-view. They, I like, I know people that know a fight, but don't know of BR live or BR, you know, right. And the con- confusion about where this was. So, I understand that there was there were issues with so Bleach BR Live, which has previously been the the exclusive U.S. distributor for for EW pay per views. I think on, yeah. on all of them so far, uh, that's been retired. The Bleacher Report app is now where they were going to do it, but there was I think like, Apple TVs could not get the Bleacher Report app. There might have been some limited availability on other platforms too, so they went with Fight too. I don't know. I think. I think the more you can have your pay-per-view distributed and widely available, it helps. But I think when it comes to pay-per-view generally, this consumer is going to find a way to get it. Um, but it helps to make it easier to access. But I don't think it's a huge, huge deal. Um, yeah. Uh, want to go into some historical pay-per-view buys. You know, often AEW gets compared to WCW. Uh, and uh, you you actually supplied a, a nice little... Uh, chart here of wcw pay-per-view buys uh, starting with sold out at uh, 97 and going to greed here and if if you look i mean uh there is uh obviously pre uh 2000 a lot do beat over that 200,000 mark but if you look at sold out 97 which was notoriously a bad pay-per-view 170,000 pay-per-view buys but then anything after mayhem 99 is pretty is pretty rough for wcw so that means that aws uh, they, they beat start K99, they beat Sold Out 2000, and so on. I'd, I'd actually be every single pay-per-view that, that went for the rest of WCW's history after uh, Mayhem 99. Right. And they probably, if it's over 200000 they would beat Mayhem 99. So, Yeah. Higher price point. I'm not sure what 30 I think these were all $30 probably at the time, as, as I yeah. recall, in in my real life. I remember those being $30 pay-per-views. But with inflation, isn't yes, that like exactly. bucks now? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was getting to. Is that I think again with inflation, it's it's a similar price point. Um, if we pull out the U.S. inflation calculator, um, <clears throat> let's see here, because I don't think they ever reached thirty-five. Only only WWE after the after the Monday Night War ever, uh, you know, that price point change was only uh, after WCW went out of business, right? So let's say the in, if in the year 2000, then in, okay, uh, $30 is 40, $47.50 is 35. It was $30. So in today's money, $30 in the year 2000 was almost $50 today. So yes, similar, similar price point with inflation. Uh, oh, okay. What's next? All right. Uh, What's next on the docket here is uh, some wrestle ticks uh, 
numbers here. Russell takes uh, tweeted out the uh, Super uh, SmackDown uh, ticket uh, distribution uh, for uh, that was at the Madison Square Garden this past Friday night. Uh, estimated capacity thirteen thousand one hundred eighty-seven uh, distributed tickets thirteen thousand one hundred thirty-two. Uh, I mean, it, it 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 looked like a huge packed crowd. Uh, then Ariel Hawani uh, said that last night's WWE SmackDown MSG produced the highest grossing SmackDown gate of all time per sources, not just in New York, but of any city ever for any SmackDown. And, you know, SmackDown has been around uh, a little bit over 20 years. Uh, that's an interesting statistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think in the Attitude Era, you know. Okay, good question. So our our, our friend and, and uh, trim, I, w- I would say historian at this point, Corey Gibson, who's who's tracking a lot of the information and sort of aggregating all the information, whether it's from the observer or in this case, in the case of events, we have a lot of information from a resource called Polestar. Um, the uh, so he he put he's putting all this information together in a, in a Google Sheet, as he is mu- a lot of other stuff, and um, so he, we looked into this and he sorted it by. I'm going to put this image on the slide. But he sorted. There are some London Smackdowns or some UK Smackdowns that did over a million dollars. Uh, so here's here's this. So we have in 2006 in Manchester. Uh, this is probably according to Polestar, but but in any event, uh, 1.1 million dollars in 2006 in Manchester was the gate. In London in 2014, just over a million dollars for a Smackdown. And then we've got some others that are approaching a million. As far as domestically, we've got a, uh, this is probably adjacent to a WrestleMania, April 9th, 2019 at Barclays in Brooklyn, 800,000. So um, are they talking about, uh, you know, are, is, is, is Ariel Hawani and wherever he's getting this information from, uh, is, are, is, is that source talking about domestically or globally? I, I mean, this certainly insinuates globally, right? Uh, so it would have to be somewhere around $1.2 million. $1.2 million based on whatever, you know, if we could get, a, get an average ticket price out of this. Um, I, so we've got from Russell Ticks, a, a tickets distributed of just over 13000 now I, I understand Russell Tix had a number that was more like ten thousand, like the day before. So suddenly, a lot of tickets were distributed. Um, more on that later. I, I, I mean, it's Madison Square Garden. I could see there being a lot of comps, uh, and them, them wanting to fill it up as much as possible in the last couple of days. But let's let's say, hmm, what's, what would ninety percent of this be? Eleven thousand. I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive, and let's say 80% of this was paid. That puts it at about 10400 uh, If we divide that by $1.2 million, whoops, got to do that the other way around. $1.2 million divided by, this is a math show, by the way, did you know that? Uh, divided by 10400 we need an average ticket price of $115 to get to a $1.2 million gate. I, th- I think that's within the realm of possibility. Um, I know Russell Tix, uh didn't didn't get uh, prices on all the tickets, but had an idea. We had upper, upper deck seating, which is probably the cheapest seating in the arena, $60. So $60 is your cheapest ticket. I think we can get to an average ticket price of $115. I, I understand that this was the highest priced 
wrestling event that we've seen since the return to touring, maybe even more so than, than SummerSlam. I'm not sure about that though. Uh, but yeah, l- lower level was about a hundred dollars. So, and I believe that's still raised seating. So not the floor. I'm sure the floor was astronomical. Um, so it, it, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I believe this. I, I, I don't think that, um, I don't think that, um, this is a, an accurate report. I'm sure merchandise sales for this show were probably very, very good because I think in New York market, you can probably uh, charge it just a little bit more. <laughs> um, and lo- looking at, looking at, we're going to stick with MSG for a minute. Looking at the ceiling that the, we're looking at a picture from, uh, the arena, the, 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 the old mass, did they like redo the ceiling? Like it's not the, I, the usual MSG ceiling. I mean, not that I know of, but I mean, they probably could have. I'd never heard of any renovations, but. So, so anyway, you can, you can see why, I mean, it's New York City, Madison Square Garden. Um, I think this was a show and tell event for WWE in, in addition to being a, um, a TV taping. John Cena was here in a dark match too, by the way, that was advertised. Um, I think, oh, so, so I know that there was investor types that WWE was, was meeting with, um, as part of this, the management was, um, we'll get to a, f- a few things that I've, that I've learned related to that as far as the sale, uh, the speculation, mm-hmm. this uninformed speculation about the sale, um, and some, and some thoughts about, you know, how is, uh, W responding to questions about, uh, AEW which is not their competition, of course. Um, I think we'll get to that in some things to come later. All right. We're going to uh, stick with events in the New York City area and talk about an interesting uh, situation that has occurred here. So we have Monday Night Raw that will be in uh, Long Island on Monday, November 29th, and that will be at the U- UBS Arena in Elmont uh, uh, Park, which is part of Long Island. But also... Uh, just on December 8th, so a week later, uh, AEW uh, is going to be there for Dynamite and, uh, and Rampage, uh, and that as well at the UBS Arena at, Bel- at Belmont yeah. Park. Sorry. This is a new arena. This is the, the new New York Islanders Arena. It's um, <clears throat> a pretty big building. I was questioning, like, well, how, they're going to be doing this event, and how much is this the same market as as the market that that's uh, being targeted for Arthur Ashe and the market um, for Newark, which is the Dynamite this coming Wednesday? Um, so they're doing Newark this coming Wednesday. They're doing Arthur Ashe Stadium the week after, and now on December eighth, they're doing Long Island. Um, and I was asking some people who live closer to that area, and I don't know, maybe it's far enough apart but it is pretty close but this is about a month later but uh, we'll see we've already got um a wrestle ticks estimate aw has put tickets on sale i don't believe w has put tickets on sale yet which is interesting but they've got um 5788 tickets distributed already for it at, at, a, at a, a mapped capacity of just under nine thousand. so we'll watch that as, as the days move on all right here and uh he's having an update about arthur ash yes um moving on to the update on arthur ash here um so right now there is a a 1290 available tickets uh and the new capacity is now 19428 with a uh 
total ticket distributed of 18,130, which is about 93%. Uh, they opened up sections 217 and uh, 225. At first, they appear to be partial, but they have opened up fully. Uh, if they can sell the majority of the remaining tickets, they will approach a million-dollar gate, it appears. Yeah, yeah. This, this update, like also from Russell Ticks. Yeah, I think that's – I don't know if this is the explicit goal, but um, I think they're they're pushing to get this to $1 million of ticket revenue. Um, I know, I know they would be getting close regardless. Um, but yeah, they, this is, this, they're really pushing the capacity up to 19,000. That's, that's two Wednesdays from now. So that, yeah, that's all. All right. Uh, moving on, uh, to wrestle, uh, some wrestle kingdom news. And, uh, I find this very interesting because this is a, uh, first, first time ever, um, wrestle, uh, a kingdom. Oh, I'm sorry, not first time. Russell Kingdom 16 was officially announced for January 4th and 25th, 2022, running across two nights for the third, third consecutive year. But uh, Russell Kingdom 16 will see New Japan begin a countdown to its 50th anniversary as the king of sports, and we will see a star-studded lineup with a more than fitting uh, lineup for the occasion. That's not all for the first time. Russell Kingdom will also hit the Yokohama Arena on January 8th. So yeah, this is the first time ever uh, where Russell Kingdom 16 and Yokohama Arena will see the first ever event under the Russell Kingdom banner outside of the Tokyo Dome and give fans three incredible stadium experiences to start land, landmark year. So I know they've been doing the two shows, but yeah, but this is the first time with three. You sound shows. excited about this goal. You're, you're excited for a three day Russell kingdom. Um, I mean, with the, with I enjoy the third, the third day being three days later. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy Russell. I mean, it, 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 uh, that's a little weird, but I do enjoy Russell kingdom. So give me some more Russell kingdom. Um, I would hope, that if you're doing this, that this 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 uh, forbidden door thing, uh, th- that we'll see some some AEW talent over there. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is insane. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> New Japan has, has really been in a tough place, at least as, as far as global appeal, and it's obviously it's been compromised greatly by the pandemic. It's been um, it's had a lot of its global appeal, a lot of its non-domestic appeal scooped by AEW from 2019 onward. And it's just been a mess with, with COVID after that. Um, I imagine maybe, maybe part of this is, you know, they're probably not going to be able to do capacity um, by January. Who knows, though? I, I think the, 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 the vaccination rate in Japan is still very low, I think, just due to vaccine availability. Um, so I... You know, I don't think Japan's going to be back to normal. We're gonna, I don't think we're going to have an, a normal uh, audience for for New Japan at a Russell Kingdom for another year after this, at least. But um, why why do this to your brand? One of the most you know the most uh, valuable event brand that you have, and we're going to stretch it out another day. It, it, it's it's almost a parody. You know, I, I as WrestleMania, by the way, I, I believe Andrew. Uh, Zarian of the Matman podcast has reported that WrestleMania will be a two-day event next year. Um, yeah, I, I expect which is Dallas, right? Which is AT&T Stadium, yeah. the one hundred thousand seat capacity AT&T Stadium. I expect um, hysteria and uh, breakdowns associated with the 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 WrestleTix reports for that event, as as we find that the seating map doesn't even have one hundred thousand seats on it. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, it's, um, let's just run WrestleMania every, every year. Let's just call every event WrestleMania and Wrestle Kingdom, you know, have well, a, a, so, 
This is not the first time this has happened. This happened in the 80s with Crockett. They had the actual Great American Bash pay-per-view, but then they did a Great American Bash tour where it was the Great American Bash in every town that they went the, in. The, the tour was first, though. The pay-per-view, making it a single yeah. event, was later. But yeah, well, well the, the Wrestle Kingdom tour. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the ratings report uh, for, for the week, and um, we'll actually start with the uh, – Preliminary numbers we have from SmackDown from Friday night. That was at the Madison Square Garden. Also featured the return of Brock Lesnar and Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. Um, but uh, 2.34 million uh, for the P2 Plus with a 0.65 in the 18 to 49. If you compare that to the final numbers from Friday before, 2.22 million with 0.62. So a little bit of an increase there for SmackDown on a Friday. I'm sure the buzz of the Garden Show might have contributed to that. Two point three million dollars would be huge. The two point three million, yeah, two point three million viewers. Sir, the last time SmackDown was at two point three million dollars. Did I say dollars? See, I thought I said I, I thought I said dollars first, and then what you said it. Two point three million viewers. Uh, this could be again. This is prelim that we got off uh, based on the the fast affiliates um, on Saturday morning, and we will get the final rating on Monday afternoon. Uh, this could be the highest rating since January, since January 2021. Um, the SmackDown ratings, especially, and the Raw ratings have been doing well too, and you'll, you'll talk about the Raw rating in a minute. These SmackDown ratings have been really good. And, uh, you know, it's uh, Rebecca ratings, it's Brock Lesnar, no John Cena on television. John Cena was in a dark match. John Cena is all done with TV until maybe WrestleMania. Uh, nonetheless, these WTV ratings. Still doing well, uh, regardless of anyone's opinion about the WWE product. And SmackDown, they've been doing a lot of unannounced celebrity spots. So I wonder if the uh, surprise of that is, you know, maybe making some viewers interest because they I had love Logan celebrities. Paul. I, I love <laughs> they had Logan Paul a couple weeks Almost ago. Almost as much as I love tall people. Those are my two favorite things. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, they had Logan Paul a couple weeks ago, and then Trey Young, and which is funny is is Trey Young blatantly choking uh, uh, someone in front of the referee, and he was just kicked out instead of being a disqualification. So, but uh, they did that for the crowd pop because the, the people at the Garden hated him because he's he uh, he helped uh, beat the New York Knicks uh, in the playoffs. So he's like an arch enemy. So, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, we uh, we'll move on to AW Rampage. At, uh, now we don't have uh, obviously any numbers uh, yet from uh, Friday, September 10th, as we will have them Monday, and uh, Brandon will be breaking them on the WrestleNomics uh, Patreon. But uh, we had six hundred ninety six thousand in the P two plus on Friday, September third, with a point thirty and eighteen to forty nine, uh, and that's uh, if you look previously uh, the week before, it did seven hundred twenty thousand with a point three four in the eighteen to forty nine, um, and uh, that uh, August uh, that September third show that was a uh, that was a live show, um, but we have a, a taped show uh, that was just in Cincinnati this past Friday. Still riding this train that, that that tape versus live matters, right? I think so because spoilers get out. You know, you should do it. Spoilers. Do, do you have Excel on your laptop? Uh, I, I I think so. <laughs> you think so? You, I, I I challenge. You <laughs> I to, haven't uh, tried it. Yet. I challenge you to you know you you have access to the big spreadsheet, 
as a as a patron. I, patron. <laughs> I, I, I challenge you to to grab the data and 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 find out which um as I I just poured my protein shake into my coffee uh on accident. I challenge you to uh you know go into and find the data and find out which you know designate which events are live and taped and then let me know if there's any any difference in 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 the viewership. All right. What we'll, we'll do is we'll take all the we'll just do a rampage, a small sample size, but we'll do a rampages. Let's say we'll do a rampages from the first episode to the end of what September, and then October when we're you know doing some big things here, WrestleNomics. I'll have that those numbers for you. Mm-hmm. So the comparison. But yes, I am writing the li- the live to uh, uh, tape there. Um, all right. Uh, all moving on to Raw. Uh, you kind of hinted a little bit earlier uh, in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, "Ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs. And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. 1.85 million in the P2 Plus with the 0.52 in 1849. That was going against uh, college football on Monday night. Um, the week before on August 30th, 1.91 million with 0.54. Also, Labor Day as well. So, pretty, uh, and sleep, pretty impressive. And sleep. There are probably people sleeping and during sleep. this time, too. Yes, yes. The circus was probably in town somewhere as well. Um, 
but yeah, uh, pretty, uh, pretty impressive, Brandon, for, you know, all the circumstances. Yep. Skip over NXT for now and go and then talk about Dynamite. All right. Yeah, we'll go into uh, AW at Dynamite from Wednesday, September 8th, 1.32 million. And the P2 plus with a 0.52849. I believe that was their second highest P2 rating of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and comparison the week before on September 1st, which did 1.5 million with 0.37849. They just, they are, they are continuing along this million plus train and it really showed this week. Mm-hmm. What did it do in 1849? Uh, 0.52, which what, what, is what, what raw do you? 0.52. Yep. Yes. Yes. So I need to clarify. Um, I reported on Thursday that um, let's get the real numbers here. Um, that AW did a 0.53 rating. Oh my god, people are going to freak out. But uh, the the number of viewers is correct, is the same. My conversion to do the conversion of, on the rating uh, was not up to date. I will explain. Six hundred and seventy eight thousand viewers in eighteen forty nine. Raw did. AEW did 681,000. That's what I reported on Thursday. That is still what I'm reporting now. The the demo rating, though, does convert to 0.52 for Dynamite as well as it converts to 0.52 for Raw. Why? Because how are these ratings determined? They're they're determined based on what Nielsen estimates is the population within that age group. So Nielsen for TV ratings at least, updates this um, their Nielsen universes every August 30th. So I did not yet have that information until uh, the other day I got that information. So basically we're, we were converting by 124 point, 120, oh, I'm sorry, 129.4 million was what I was converting until now, and now it's been updated to 130.5 million is what we're, that's the denominator, if you will, or the factor that we're using to determine what's the rating. So the number of viewers, 3,000, still 3,000 more for, um, for Dynamite. And, and I did a whole, oh, I, did, I did a whole live stream. If you want to hear me talk more about the ratings, I did a whole live stream on, um, on YouTube that anybody can get access to, did a 40 minute talk. And the audio-only version, if you prefer that, is is also on the Patreon. Do we want to break down the uh, actual quarter hours and the uh, oh, sure. minute-by-minute ratings? Uh, and then we'll swing back to the rest of the ratings for the week. Yeah, it's just, this, uh, I, I did talk about this on the live stream, did the, the quarter hours I did because I got those fast. Um, almost uh, 1.45 million was the peak quarter for Q7, which is usually a low quarter, but 1.45 million for the quarter that in, in included the the angle with uh, Kenny Omega, the Elite, and the first appearances on Dynamite of Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega that also peaked in 18 to 49 with 755,000 viewers uh, in the key demo. Um, <clears throat> I don't think there's any, anything more to talk about as far as the the quarter hours, but uh, Chris Harrington tweeted another video of Apple II line graphs, and uh, I've tried to analyze those. And uh, my best estimate is that the peak minute would be somewhere in the neighborhood for that same quarter, within that same quarter. So the peak minute would be somewhere around 1.573 million viewers, uh, over over a million and a half uh, for the peak minute, and over 800,000 in 1849 for the peak minute. 
All right. Uh, and now, uh, moving on to NXT, uh, which, uh, uh, did, uh, 601,000, uh, P2 plus point one four in 1849 on Tuesday, September 7th. Look at the week before, which did 720,000 with a point 17 on the 1849. So we got a drop there with NXT where really nothing else is truly, really dropping. I mean, rampage a little bit, but, but NXT taking a little, a significant drop. Yeah, sort of the lame duck NXT before we get uh, the new, more colorful, uh, taller, more, more, more athletic, yeah, more bad comedy NXT. Um, Impact. I have not updated the Impact numbers. So this is a week old Impact number. The, the Impact for Thursday, not on this table. One hundred and eleven thousand viewers. So down from a week ago, but up from two weeks ago. And uh, 44,000 in in the key demo. And if we use our new conversion for that, what would that be in terms of a rating? 44 divided by 1305. That would be a 0.03 rating in the demo for impact. All right. And uh, we also have a heels rating. And you actually found DVR in a rerun viewing as well, which is impressive. But the first run viewing was uh, 79,000 uh, um, overall with a uh, 24,000, 18 to 49. But then with DVR and rerun uh, uh-huh. viewing, uh, total view audience of 644,000. Um, so first off, kudos to you finding those uh, statistics, Brandon. But um that makes me feel better about the show. I mean, I gotta be honest. I like the premise of it. I'm glad there's a show about independent wrestling. Um, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's a little, you know, not good, but I want to see it survive. And I got a little nervous and I know how these networks are. What one and done or sometimes maximum three seasons. And uh, this makes me feel better. Cause if they're pulling, Less than a hundred thousand view viewers, but if th- this this looks good, it's hard. To, I mean, it's hard to put this in, in the context. Like, what 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 do, what do other shows on Stars do? Is is this no. when you when you aggregate all of the DVR and all of the rerun viewing? But but yeah, I'm you know I was able to get that information, which I appreciate. Um, yeah. All right. But the uh, oh, was, J- the, the the heels. Mind you, I never put the heels information in our slides. Go, no, always goes rogue, and he wants to discuss the heels. The heels, race, <laughs> yes, which I appreciate. Wrestling themed programming—that's what we're discussing here. Um, all right, uh, m- m- moving on to uh, a, a story that was very huge this week. Um, we had a press release from WWE uh, stating that uh, Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, underwent. A successful procedure last week at Yale New Haven Hospital following a cardiac event. The episode was caused by a genetic heart issue, and Paul is expected to make a full recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, man, did uh, I, I feel for Triple H? I really hope recent stress wasn't the leading cause of this cardiac event because I can imagine it's very stressful right now. Yeah. Um. It's, it's interesting how they ad- address this. So they, they were referring to sort of a time when this happened, right? Did they say when last week? So they sent this out on the 8th and we're referring to last week. Um, 
It's interesting that they would address this in this way, and maybe it, it tells you that if you know Vince were to ever have a health issue or were to be hospitalized or something, that maybe they would put out a statement as well. Um, you, you could imagine how how in, interesting or you know speculative to, to stockholders, you know, the health of Vince McMahon would be if Vince McMahon were having some health problem. So, I mean, just from a a, you know, a stock market stockholders perspective. This is sort of an interesting precedent. Um, and, and, and Triple H is an, is an executive, I think, as you, you mentioned his title, right? He's the, the yep. EVP of, of global talent strategy, yada, yada, developmental. So there's that. Um, All right. Moving on to the pondering question that haunts this podcast. Is WWE for sale? And can you, can you, and, update, can you update me, Chris Gull? Has, has, has WWE been acquired by by an, a major media company yet has that happened yet N- not yet not yet there was that uh, fake report that disney was meeting with them but uh, no that the, 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 they, they are not for sale uh, and as of right now the stock price is 51 dollars and 91 cents at the close of market on friday and that's a, a little bit down in the past five days there yeah, chris um, Kirk's called so- the 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 uh the day is September twelfth, twenty twenty one. This week, AEW beat Raw in the demo, and Slice Wrestling caused W stock to rise by three percent. This really happened. So we have a very questionable report came out on was it Thursday. Was that when it was? Maybe it was Friday. Uh, suggesting I don't I don't know. If we should even repeat it, but. Uh, you know, that speculating on a reporting, no, claiming to report that uh, a source from WWE had said that, you know, um, that there were plans to sell the company within 18 months or, or 24 months and that Fox, NBC, and Dis- Disney were the potential suitors. Um, I don't think there's any credibility to this report. Um, I tried to ask people in WWE. They had either not heard about it or did not respond to me. Um and I think it's sort of in their interest to not deny it, you know, like why and why not? Why not let it, you know, the stock price went up a few percent that day because of a report <laughs> from Slice Wrestling. <laughs> it could um, be worse. Raja.com could be increasing the <laughs> the stock prices. So we, we uh, when we recorded a couple of weeks ago, we recorded sort of on the morning that the, um, the Nick Khan and Ariel Hawani interview came out. So we did not, we have not really had a chance to discuss that. So we will, um, yeah, we will play the, this clip about a minute and a half clip, uh, where this, this subject of this is now, this is in August. This is just before SummerSlam. So things might've changed since then, but this is last month, Nick Khan and Ariel Hawani talking about whether WWE is for sale. Uh, I, I heard you on the recode podcast, uh, and you mentioned that, uh, you know, we're open for business. You know, I, I take calls. I'm not actively pursuing anything. I take calls. And the theory is they want to sell. They want to sell. What does open for business mean? A couple things on it. Uh, number one, when I say we're open for business, that means if someone credible calls on anything, NFT, trading cards, international rights, we, we take the call. We're inherently salespeople. Meaning we're not sort of like, no, we don't want to talk to this company because we think they're X. If you call and you want to pitch us something and you're a credible company, we're going to hear the pitch. Right? We're an entrepreneurial company that Vince and others built over the last 35 years or so. 
Um, and we always want to stay fresh and entrepreneurial in our minds. When I say open for business, if somebody calls, credible, asking, hey, are you guys for sale? It's, what do you, what's your offer? What are you thinking? We're not trying to sell it. That's not our intent. There are no internal meetings about selling this company. The internal meetings are about growing it and the ability that we think we collectively have to tremendously grow what the value of the company is now. Is anyone calling right now about buying it? My phone is on do not disturb. Okay, I don't mean right this, this second, energy. but... You said right now, I'm pointing your finger now, so I'm being facetious. Yeah. Look, people call all the time about all different things, but we're not in any active conversations about any of that. Okay, fair enough. So there you go. I don't know if you were able to, to find the clip and play it while while we were playing that goal, because I know you couldn't hear it on your end. Um, and I know that the cynical wrestling fan thinks that all, all corporate executives are liars and they have no incentive to be honest or be truthful in any way. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, th I, I think it is not within Vince McMahon's personality to sell this company. If WWE were to be offered something like 10 times the market capital of, of WWE, if they were to be offered a ridiculous deal that made no sense, uh, like $40 billion, maybe they would sell the company. But why would that happen? I mean, that, that from a TV rights perspective, that doesn't make a ton of sense to buy WWE for $40 billion. But Vince McMahon is never going to, in my, my opinion, my view, is never going to sell this company in his lifetime because control of the company is more important to him than almost any dollar value that you could come up with. Do you think if there is an offer, right, and a lot of people think it would be, you know, NBC Universal Comcast, mm -hmm. that that offer would happen when, you know, negotiations are truly up for the Friday Night SmackDown deal with Fox, where they're like, hey, listen, let's just buy the company so then they can inherit SmackDown yes. and just have it all one package. That makes sense. I think that's what's halting any real serious offers from NBC or Fox, to be honest with you, is the active TV deal with the other company. I, I don't know. I mean, somebody who has a better understanding of, of media politics than me could probably give, give you an idea. I, 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 I could see how you, if you're NBC, you, yeah, I'll, I'll buy the company and NBS, we're licensing the, the, the broadcast rights to this property to Fox. And we'll, we'll take that money until the contract is up, and then we'll maybe we, we think it's a better strategic option to put SmackDown on on one of our other properties. I mean, I don't see any reason why, I you know that wet wouldn't work. Uh, Fox would not be happy about it probably to be content having a sort of a, a period of a, of a year or however much time where you'd be broadcasting this property that you know is going to be. You know, the, that belongs to one of your competitors, but I, you know, I don't see any reason why that would, that would be totally prohibitive and would, would, you know, not make like legal sense or something. Um, so yeah. Um, I forgot to talk about too, while we we're talking about TV ratings. Um, I think the new talking point for, um, AEW questions is going to be, you, you know, Raw and Dynamite tied in the demo this past week. So, um, but that doesn't really count, you know. You know that, right? Like, you get that, right? That doesn't really count because they're on Monday and we're on when and, and they're on Wednesday. Um, and Monday's coming up. We have Monday Night Football this coming Monday. And we definitely don't want to talk about it once that starts. So, that's not really fair. But you know what is fair? <clears throat> You know, it would be a fair comparison is when WB 
and AWR on, on the same night, on Friday. That's a fair comparison, right? Because we're both on Friday, and uh, you can make a same night comparison that way. And when you look at SmackDown, I mean, look at what look at what we're doing on SmackDown. We're doing two point three million viewers, and they're they're doing you know a third of that, less than a third of that, seven hundred thousand. So that's the fair comparison. Is that the only the only comparison that matters is Friday night? Sound sound good to you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, except uh, you're on a network where anybody with rabbit ears can be on, and uh, well, that, that's that's just how good we are making slot. deals. That's just, <laughs> but that's just that just shows how good we are making deals. The reach <laughs> platform, the platforms that we're on, and how you know, it's it's it doesn't really matter. You know, our competition is anything. Okay, it's it's sleep, it's texting, it's um, you know, it it's uh. It's people making breakfast. It's it's the NFL. You're going to go to the NFL in, in a minute, Golo, instead of consuming WWE content. So, um, yeah, how, how dare I? How, how dare I go watch this game? Well, I mean, I don't, I, don't really under, I don't really understand why you're going to the NFL game because you can, you could if you want to have entertainment, you could be watching WWE. So I don't really get it why you're doing that. But you know, it's a it's a free country, and I love freedom. All right, so Brandon Thurston has officially turned into a WWE executive here. WrestleNomics. Yeah, it was it was a nice little mix of uh, Nick Khan, uh, Vince McMahon, and a little Christina Salen in there too. So, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to our large scale international event next month. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we are we are approaching Crown Jewel, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Is, are they All right, going with Crown Jewel. Oh, yeah, they are. We knew that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As far as I, yeah, that, that will they call it maybe something else? I don't know. No, I think they, 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 they there's been yeah. like an ad. It's it's, it's crown jewel. I want the greatest Royal Rumble again. <laughs> that was my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Just so hey, this guy from NXT that's never been on television, just throw him out there. We need we need we need sixty guys. So you, you notice too. Um, let me talk about this too. Kevin Owens' uh, report from Fightful that his, and I think the observer sort of, you know confirm this or contributed to this his 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 deal is up in early 2021 it sounds like Sami Zayn's deal is up even before that yeah um, fightful said fall 2021 you know, so uh, the, the people who, the people who do, who do not want to go to the large scale international events uh slowly leaving the company Brian Danielson has left um John Cena's still with WWE though John Cena he's down with China but Saudi Arabia <laughs> is, a bri- is a bridge too far so Yes. Um, yeah, we uh, and that's the thing they're doing all this hype for Lesnar and Reigns, and that's probably what it's going to be on. Yeah, I, I expect Brock Lesnar to get a, get to get a big uh, Saudi government payday. I expect Goldberg to get a big Saudi government payday. Um, yeah, they probably would do Edge and Rollins in some some form. I'd think Edge will probably be there and get a big payday. Sure. So. But uh, anything else you want to touch on uh, this week, uh, Brandon? I don't think so. I, I guess, you know, Monday Night Football is coming up. Um, I did talk about this on the live stream. It's worth mentioning. Um, expect at least a 7% hit on, on Raw's TV ratings, coinciding with the beginning of the Monday Night Football season. Could be stronger, though. We're seeing some, uh, you know, NFL had its first game on Thursday that did really well. Maybe it's the case that now the NFL, we're in the early part of, of the new season. The early part of last season had no fans. Is that correct? Um, yeah. So early part of next season, no fans, and most stadiums did no fans throughout the year. The Bills had 
fans, but that was very late in the season. Pre- that was the playoffs. Only the playoffs. Yep. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Just real quick, one Monday night note that I did want to say is this is the first year in a long time on Monday Night Football where usually opening week they do two games in East Coast and the West Coast, and they're just doing one game right. this yeah. year. That, 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 that's, that's a good point. So, yeah. But they were never, like, simultaneously happening. It was only one game at a time. Yeah, it was an East Coast, like a little bit earlier at 7, and then a West Coast at like around 10 o'clock. Now, this is right. going to be in Vegas. Uh, stadium actually will be attending in a few weeks, uh, but that will be at uh, 8.15 Eastern Standard Time. So At Allegiant Stadium. Yep, Ra- Raiders of, and Ravens. Home of WWE SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, so there's still only one NFL game on Monday that is going head-to-head with uh, football is this a nine o'clock start or eight o'clock start? Eight fifteen. Eight fifteen. So mostly uh, against Raw. Um, what what were they last year or yeah or in the years prior? Were they? Do you know what the start times were? Because mm-hmm. it would be like a ten o'clock start for the late game, right? Something like that. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, the late game was really I think ten ten fifteen if I remember. Uh-huh. Um, and but I think the early game was earlier in this. I think it was like a seven o'clock start, but that was only the first week of the season too. Right. Then it was normally I think it was eight fifteen or eight twenty five. I think eight twenty five is a sunny night start time. So I think like eight fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So last seven fifteen was the early game uh, in two thousand twenty, and then the don't have the night. Some reason can't find the nighttime, but I remember being around like ten fifteen. So, okay. oh no, here we go. Here's the money I schedule. Normally eight fifteen, but yes, for week one it was seven fifteen and ten ten. That's what it was. Okay. So, so complete overlap of raw. Um, yeah. This one on week one at least will have a 15, 15 minutes of of raw all by itself, at least uh, as far as going ahead with money football. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Chris Gull right now wearing a Buffalo Bills jersey. By the way. What, yep, Tremaine Edmonds. Okay. What position? Linebacker for the Buffalo Line, Bills. Linebacker. Yeah, his um, brother plays for the Steelers, so that's why I like to wear a, a jersey that kind of means something. So it's what's, what's him the latest with uh, Cole Beasley? Is he playing today? He's playing today. Oh, did he get vaccinated? He is. No, is you he- don't have to be vaccinated. It's just the unvaccinated players. If they cause a COVID outbreak or or part of a COVID outbreak, it's there's a lot of repercussions. So he's probably had to be tested or something. Oh, yeah. Well, that, and that's what he always goes. He goes, I've never tested positive. That That's his thing. Okay. He goes, I take precautions. He's a wide receiver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I've uh, just other things. The rest, the much hyped WrestleNomics Super PC has still never booted as far as I know, but it is now at a local Buffalo computer repair shop being trouble shot. Um, so hopefully, I think I think the power supply is my is my best guess. The power supply is just a dud. So maybe we'll get that soon, um, and we can start really doing streaming. This is why I brought up your your jersey. I think uh, you know I've sort of my loose goal has been in October to start to do some additional content type things and maybe introduce an additional tier uh, for the WrestleMania Patreon uh, where where we do video and we and we wear ties. Um, I, I will allow, I guess, as an exception, a Buffalo Bills jersey. <laughs> I, th- I, I can I can reason that out. Can we get Russell Nomics tracksuits? 
Those would be cool. You know I, that would, would be. Would, cool. would you wear a tracks? <laughs> would you wear a tracksuit on on the on the street of the, of the New York Stock Exchange though? You know, so yeah, <laughs> maybe not. I, I do have a a Brandon Thurston tracks tracksuit uh, pullover. Yeah, but I, I still need to get measured for some shirts though, because my the the shirt that I wore on our um, quarterly uh, earnings update podcast um, was very loose. I don't know if you noticed it, but it was very very not my size. Yeah. It was too big. Did you notice that? Did you notice how much it was like wrinkling and ruffling? A little bit. You definitely looked like a member of Ray Dissenter. <laughs> that was for sure. <laughs> like, yes. So I, I need to. There's a. That's actually right here. I have a tape measure right here. I just need to measure myself, um, and uh, get some shirts that fit me. Um, I did get a new iPhone. Where is it? I don't. Even, I think it's in the other room. This is my old iPhone eight, and uh, I now have. I got an iPhone eleven. What kind of phone do you have, Gallo? Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus. Mm, so a couple, a, couple, a couple years old. You're you're in the Android world, huh? Yeah. Uh, so has your privacy been been violated? Do you feel like people are tracking you and, and giving you ads in a more? I don't know if you have anything to compare it against, but like, do you? What do you feel like the experience is if you were to imagine compared to the Apple universe? Um, I mean, I feel like there's targeted apps. Um, I have a friend who's a strong avid, avid Apple uh, advocate, uh, Jonathan Ash, yeah, and uh, patron he, of the show. Thank you. He he claims every time that I misspell something when I'm texting him or or like, oh, sorry, I'm trying to load this. He goes, oh, it's a stupid Android phone. You need to get an you need to get an iPhone. He always blames all my issues with the phone on that. Uh-huh. Um. So I got an iPhone 11. So this was this is my my retired eight, and then I got an iPhone 11. And I think I don't think they actually sold me a, a phone. I think they sold me a small television. Um, <laughs> that's that's what they are now. <laughs> so I had this for a few days, and I was like, "This is too big. This is." I'm like, I had it in a case already. Which I like. I went to the Galleria Mall and I went. To, I was like, All right, I gotta get a case for this thing because it's hundreds of dollars. I'm gonna fucking smash it. And so I got a a case for it, and they gouged me for a case at Best Buy. But anyway, so I'm like going to work and stuff, trying to jam this in my pocket. This this TV. And I was like, this is too big. So I went back to the Apple Store, had a wonderful conversation with uh, with with Demario, and uh, we talked about wrestling. We talked about vegan vegetarian eating. And, uh, and I got an iPhone 12 mini. So now, now I am carrying a smaller iPhone 12 mini. I feel like that it's probably targeted more towards older people or something. I feel like that's something yeah. about the vibe is like old people don't want an, uh, a 12 mini. And then after all, unlike you, Chris Cole, I am now in the back half, the old half of the key demo. So I'm getting there. I'm, anyway. yeah, I mean, I got one more year of that. So one, one more year in 18 to 34. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yep. But all right. Uh, other than that, uh, um, I guess we can do plugs and whatnot and mm-hmm. wrap and, it up and, here. And you got to go to the bills game. Yeah. I, I, I got to pick a couple people up, uh, is, grab my salters and get ready to go. Is Ben Roethlisberger still the quarterback for the Steelers? He is. <laughs> There's he's a shell never... of his former self. <laughs> there's, talk that, there's talk that he was going to retire, right? But he didn't. Yes. Every for the last four years. Okay. Okay. Tom Brady still is on the, uh, the Buccaneers. Yep. Looks great on Thursday night, Thursday night football. 
Okay, that was the the Buccaneers and who? Cowboys. The Cowboys, right. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Do your plugs. Get out of here. All right. So, yeah, you can find me, Chris Gello, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and then uh, my other podcast, RTA Pod. By the way, special thanks to Great Britain and Canada. We were in, like, 50 50- – three i think in canada and 54 in great britain for uh the uh, apple charts uh, on chartable so thank you for that uh yes rti pod on twitter instagram and facebook i'm doing thursday live streams i did one this past that i alluded to i did one this past thursday we had 140 some odd concurrent viewers there's thousands well is it is it a thousand yet can you can you say plural thousands if it's just under two thousand but anyway, uh, there's 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 a lot a lot of people watching that relative to the previous stream, so I appreciate that that, that that's growing. Uh, I will I will do another one at five thirty p.m. Eastern Thursday afternoon after the dynamite rating comes out because that's when I when I get the most engagement is when that dynamite rating comes out because people want to read the scoreboard and get that economic justice and punish WWE and, and praise AEW or deny that that this number matters at all if you're a WWE fan. It's really becoming super tribal, but um, at least on the, on the in the Twitter mentions, I have I have changed the settings though on the the YouTube chat so that you can only put something in the chat every 15 seconds, so you can't get into a rapid back and forth argument with somebody. Uh, we're having some issues on, on <laughs> a couple weeks ago on on the live stream where people were getting a little bit contentious. Um, yeah, so so there's that, uh, and I, and that those are a video stream too, and I put the audio only version if you find that more convenient i put that out there for for patrons in the patreon podcast feed um there's all all these russellomics.com if you want to look at what the latest pay-per-view numbers are if you want to look at what the latest blog posts are those are there the russellomics patreon at patreon.com slash russellomics you can get access to the giant russellomics viewership spreadsheet where there are over fifteen thousand data points that's the spreadsheet that i use to keep up to date with all the latest trends um, I'm, I've been updating it lately with the Shilba's Daily information. Shilba's Daily, I realized earlier this week, has closed the gap that they uh, had during their hiatus. Obviously, they did not, as everyone knows, as everyone is you know, closely following, Shilba's Daily was not updating any, was not doing any posts from May 12th to like August 10th or something, 12th, something like that. And um, so there were all those days missing. They have filled in those days. There's a report now for every day that they missed. So now we no longer have this gap of data that, for, for my purposes, which was a fairly big deal. Like I couldn't follow the trends of, of wider TV, which is what everyone wants to know, because as everyone knows, all TV is down. So, so it doesn't matter if anybody's TV ratings are down, unless you can show what the trends are of all TV. So anyway, I've, I've filled a lot of that information in, and we have um, more of that. As well. I, I sort of take a, a daily measurement of what the, what the cable originals are doing. And that's it. That's in there and on the sheet now. We'll be able to look at that. And now we have rankings for all the, uh, the programs that rank in the top 150. But anyway, all that's on the, the Patreon, as well as my nearly every weekday, there is a TV ratings report, uh, the deepest TV ratings analysis you'll find anywhere uh, for wrestling programs. And, uh, and there's other bonus, bonus uh, stuff in there as well. Uh, that's all. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Thurston and at WrestleMonics. I'm Brandon Thurston. I'm Chris Gullo. That's your cue. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.